You're listening to Swinging Down Under, a podcast about the swinging and non-monogamous lifestyle from two crazy Australians with over four years of lifestyle antics to keep you entertained, informed, angry, happy and horny. Join our international swinging adventures. Welcome back, everyone. It's Kate here. This is episode 97 of the Swinging Down Under podcast. Today, we're talking about threesomes and hot wifing. We've got some audio coming up from Daryl and I, and it is, of course, the Christmas episode. Last episode before 2019, unless I randomly decide to pop another one in there. You never know. We've been known to do it before. Don't really stick to a schedule. We try for every two weeks, but hey, we're Aussies. We kind of like to keep it super chill. So welcome, Happy 2019 or the end of. I hope you guys are have had a fantastic year and are looking forward to some awesome things in 2020. Um, we've got a lot happening here, so we've been a little bit delayed, a little bit dodgy with some of the stuff that we've been putting out because we've got so much stuff happening. Daryl got a promotion at work, plus he's been traveling nonstop. And the awesome news is that we have to move in January. We have to find a new place to live in January. And up until this point, it's been super, I'm going to say frustrating, but that probably downplays it a little bit. It's just been just above beyond ridiculous. Uh, finding a new rental property here in Singapore is crazy. It is expensive. The places are, you know, you don't get a lot for your money. And on top of that, you know, we've been trying to find somewhere that's going to be suitable for where we want to live, right? We have found a new home. Now, I know for a lot of people out there, you're like, renting is easy. What's the problem? It is really tough here. But the reason I'm telling you guys this and why I'm so freaking excited is because we have an entire bedroom that I'm now going to dedicate to being a podcast and video studio. Woo! I'm so excited, you guys, that we get to have our podcast equipment permanently set up, that I'm going to be able to put some sound barriers in there, and that we're going to be able to create just an awesome space with some nerdy stuff on the wall, some podcast stuff on the wall. You know, I might throw up an inspirational poster or two, you know, keep at it, don't give up, that sort of stuff. But I'm so excited that we finally get to have this uh, amazing space in which to create more content. So I'm looking forward to that. It's in January. It is right after we get back from our travels coming up in less than four days. Probably should consider packing and actually now that I think about it, buy some travel insurance because I don't have that yet. So everything's happening over here uh, in Swinging Down Under and in Singapore, but we are hitting the States soon. I can't wait. We're actually heading over to Texas to go and hang out with some friends, of course, Jay and Angie from Average Swingers and a bunch of their friends and their mates as well. So really excited to see everybody over there. And as I tell people all the time, kind of fill my cup. You know, we don't get a lot of lifestyle interaction here in Asia. And so it's awesome to be able to head overseas, fill my cup, meet other people, talk to other people, get inspired about the lifestyle and then come back here and slowly deplete it in Asia. But we are heading to Dallas and we're going to be at Colette Dallas uh, for New Year's Eve party, which I only found out, I think, two weeks ago um, from Jay. He randomly mentioned it on Twitter and I was like, oh, cool, that's what we're doing for New Year's. So that's where we're going to be. And directly after that, we, of course, I'm heading to Florida. So I'm excited to head down there to Orlando to catch up with Casual Swinger, Double Date Nation. Of course, we are at Secrets Resort, but there's a bunch of amazing podcasters, listeners, locals, other people from all over the states going. So I'm really excited there to to kind of meet everybody and just kind of hang out and chill a little bit, kind of that post-New Year's uh, relaxation, but also, you know, have a crazy party. So, And after that, I am heading down to Miami, so I'm excited by that. Also, 
really great to head down there. I am doing some work for Podcaster Palooza, like measuring the entire hotel. So if anybody wants to pop on by and help me do that, that would be awesome. And I'm meeting some of the other people down there, like DJs, the entertainers, these sorts of performers and that sort of stuff. My balloon guy. Yes, I have a balloon guy. Why wouldn't you have a balloon guy? Everybody has a balloon guy, right? I mean, gosh, it's a balloon dude. So Heading down there, I'm going to go see those people. Super excited. Come back here, move into our new home, start the year off right 2020. Look out because I'm fucking coming for you. So 2020, I'm warning you now, I'm coming for you. Now, guys, as we do reflect on 2019, as always, Daryl and I really, really appreciate you all out there listening to us, following us on social media, supporting us by giving us reviews, any way, shape or form that you guys are out there, helping us to form a community that really is important to us. And I want to make sure that you understand that you mean something to us. So please drop us an email, give us an iTunes review, listen, keep listening, you know, tell us what your other favorite podcasts are. And they may be, maybe lifestyle related, maybe not. New blogs that you're reading, resources that you found, whatever it is. It has been super special for us in 2019 to be able to reconnect with a lot of people in the community. And I want to keep that going. So thank you very much, guys. If you're out there, you're listening. We appreciate you. We hope you had a great year. If you didn't, because some people have had a shitty year, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of people out there who haven't had shitty years. Let's get together and hope that 2020 is going to be an, a better year for you guys. So thank you again for supporting Podcaster Palooza. Thank you for supporting Swinging Down Under. You guys have been amazing and it is uh, super humble for us to even be able to connect with a lot of you people out there. Now I'd be remiss while I'm giving out thank yous and congratulations and humbled and support, not to mention our two latest Patreons. We do have two, so we have Eugene 6 and we have Schmitty 23 Thank you guys for supporting us on Patreon. Really appreciate it. And let's now talk about the episode. So this is all about hot wifing. This is about male, female, male threesomes. Okay, guys, welcome to another episode of Swinging Down Under. I'm Kate and I'm here with my illustrious co-host, Daryl. That's me. Award-winning co-host, Daryl. I've won an award for something. Bearded co-host, Daryl. Yes, Beardemic has struck her household. Dog owner, Daryl. Yes, um, certainly the case also. Hey, and also, did you know that you're a pilot, Daryl? Um, I did know that, yes. I'm pretty sure everybody else out there knows that by now as well. <laughs> hey, funny story, actually. Uh, we are going to be talking about threesomes and hot wifing in today's episode, but before we talk about that, you are back on field and stumbled upon an interesting profile today. Yeah, absolutely. Best profile ever. Okay, I wish I had it. it and oh, Damn it, I erased the photo. I did like him, though, so hopefully he likes us back. Um, oh, did you actually like proper liked him, not as yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's, so the the whole you know bio went blah 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 bloody blah 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 blah. I like oh, penis in and vagina. Yep. By the way, I'm a pilot, mm-hmm. and I'm like, we must know this guy. But I'm um, tisk. Not sure that we needed that well, at the end. Okay, I think we do. Okay, cool. So, so you liked him? Yeah. Did you? No, super like his Tinder. You just like them on field, don't they? Yeah. And hope that they actually connect with you. Correct. Okay. It's the same on Tinder. No, you can, you can super like people on Tinder. That doesn't mean they connect with you. It's said no, but it tells them and like notifies them. You got a super like. Yes. So that seems you know Better interesting somehow. and exciting. Yep. I'm just hoping that the dog stands on our board so that you lose your fucking mind because oh, that's going to happen, isn't How it? How do you feel about being put back up for adoption, Penny? Whoa. That was that was that was, was a joke, but that was horrible. That was a bad joke. She's in earshot. Yeah, she can hear you. She's sniffing around. She can't hear me. Yeah, good point. So we're four days away from heading over to, no, five, five days away from heading over to Texas. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Texas and, you know, Florida, 
I'm heading down to Orlando and then I'm heading down to Miami and uh, we just finally just realised, shit, we better check our visa status for the States, which, good news, we are actually still able to travel to the States. So, huzzah! I'm still able to go even if you're not. That's true. I've got an APEC pass. I actually have one too, but, you know, I don't think I could, you know, lie to the customs agents. I'm bad enough when I see them after a long You mean lie and say you're there on business rather than there on pleasure? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you would be able to either, especially if he's, a, if he's an attractive dude, you are done. Yeah, I do You are getting cavity searched. I'm so not able to do that. It's funny. It's yeah. really bad. Uh, You'd be like, show me your laptop. And you'd be like, top lap or something weird like that. That was a shit joke. Yeah, I know. It was pretty shit. You're not on board today. But can I say, can I say from the feedback that we've been receiving lately, my shit, my shit jokes are really well appreciated by absolutely nobody. <laughs> So Yeah, do leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever. It's been a while since we've had one. Since you've had one. Give us a nice review. <laughs> All right, so today's episode we're going to talk about threesomes, hot wifing, male for male. We've spoken about it, you know, numerous times over the past four years. But this one is a little bit different because Daryl actually arranged a date for me while he was out of the country. And there was a few reasons for that, which we'll talk about. I, I talk about a little bit in my audio that I recorded. But basically, we've been busy. You've been traveling. Oh, by the way, Daryl got a promotion. So congratulations, Daryl. Well job. Well done. Claps hands. Yes. Golf I did. clap. Yes, it's, it's good. It means more travel. It does mean more travel. So he's been away more often. <laughs> but we've been so busy. And quite frankly, I haven't had the time to devote to starting some of these new relationships. And it's a bit exhausting sometimes emotionally to like sieve through everybody and then try to start conversations and then go out for dates. And so I just got jack of it and you kind of You're took, still jack of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little bit jack of it. You took yeah. the reins. So should I just start setting up dates for you and us? Maybe. Well, that pilot was quite attractive and he's a pilot, so. Yeah, I know. I've already asked him. I mean, he hasn't come back yet, though. He might just be flying through. No, it's not. His profile actually did say that he's just moved to Singapore Yeah. We do actually get a lot of pilots who are actually flying through with Singapore Airlines and stuff like, hey, I'm here for 12 hours. Who wants to, you know. Please define. Hubba, hubba. Hubba, hubba. Oh, Jesus. So so that's what today's about. So we recorded some podcast recordings before. I don't know. We recorded some, we recorded some pre-recordings. We did some, we did some recording. Some pre-recording for the. We spoke and we hit the record button. And then that developed I feel some like audio. I feel like you're harping. That audio was then developed from that recording. That's wow. what we did. You know what's interesting mm. is all the reviews about how bad my jokes are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know what it is. People feel so sorry for me that they don't <laughs> want to pay it out on me Could be. anymore because be. they're like, we're chuffed she's trying. Yeah, she's trying. Gold for star. Her. Actually, probably silver star. Good job. Bronze star. Nice try. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about that. So first of all, do you want to play your audio and we'll listen to that? Yeah, go nuts. Okay. It was actually really interesting in myself trying to organise a date for Kate without me being around. Uh, for one, how to find the guy and and two, then how to deal with him leading up to the event because obviously from his side as well he's probably quite interested in in why we're going this way which has absolutely been the case so how i picked him i think uh, refer to to a podcast a while ago which was the 12 ways to get into seize pants so you know no i think number one in there is and the overarching is is be a gentleman and and ultimately that's what i was looking for in the guy so there were a few different candidates that I actually found all of them through field and um, 
from there really just spent a, a bit of time trying to understand what you know what what they what they're about what they're interested in uh, whether they're a gentleman which some of them failed very quickly and also you know my standard Daryl questions which is are you are you single uh, which also some of them failed and then are you a gentleman um, again as I mentioned before some didn't pass that terribly well either so there was some uh, some people cut from the crowd very early on so in the end I finished up with there were there were two guys that that were that I think would have been of interest to Kate and certainly are of interest to me uh, they're both uh, internationals. That neither of them are from Singapore, which is purely coincidental, but um, surprisingly both French, which was really unusual. I mean, I think certainly you know we've we've had a lovely French guy in the past who we really enjoyed time with. Whether that swayed my decision making or not, uh, subconsciously I really can't speak to. But I can say that it was. Um, it was mainly because of the fact that they were uh, very polite in their responses and also kind of wanted to understand why why we were doing this and both of them more one more than other which is the guy we ended up with were really interested in understanding whether Kate and I would feel safe and happy in doing this now as we got further or closer to the date which is today as we got closer to the date he got more and more questioning around whether he should reach out to Kate uh, he's got a phone number now which I did purely I gave him purely in case you know there was any problems like he was late or anything like that but uh, he um, yeah he, he wanted to make sure that everything was okay with both me and her which is again quite gentlemanly so how am I feeling about this? Uh, you know, after finding the guy, how am I feeling? Well, I'm excited but terrified is always the descriptor. This is the first time that Kate's gone on a date by herself during the day uh, um, without me. So, oh, well, without me even being in country as well, which adds another whole layer. Um, I'm in Thailand at the moment, so Kate's they're really just uh, looking after herself obviously it's a public place public forum and it's the middle of the day so it really shouldn't be a problem um so that's not really a concern to me safety's not really an issue i believe that where where the event is being held she she has adequate people around her to to make a noise to make a a kerfuffle if needed to um um you know prevent anything bad from happening but outside of that, you know, obviously my concerns around Kate's safety and her own capability to, to do and say what she feels rather than rather than what is on offer at the time is still always a concern. You know, um, even from our very first event that we went to, Kate managed to put herself in a situation that she wasn't comfortable with. So uh, I want to make sure that that's not something that happens again and I certainly don't want to be the, the the person responsible for helping her get herself into that position. So that's a real focus for me as well. I am, so outside of the concern, I'm excited, of course. I mean, I think this is, a, he's an interesting guy. From what I can see, he's, he's certainly an attractive guy. And from what I believe, I think he will be a good fit 
for Kate in terms of his attitude, his style, and also the way he looks. So realistically, he should be a a good all-round fit for what we're looking for. Uh, additionally, he has had some experience, which is really important to me and to Kate. You know, and he does, and he is looking for an, a long-term, a long-term friendship slash, you know, relationship with us around uh, being friends first, obviously, and then potentially uh, sexual partners whenever the the interest might strike. So he has had that experience in the past. He's actually been in in Singapore. He had a, a couple there that were from the UK that, that have actually since moved back to the UK. So he's suffering the same sort of problem we are, which is every time we find someone we like, they tend to disappear and go, go home. It's very, very transient and contract bound in Singapore, which makes life a little difficult sometimes. So... The um, the final part to that is, uh, I suppose, what my hoped outcomes are, and and that's an interesting one because I'm actually a little torn on this. You know, one. Let's be straight here. These are my hoped uh, hoped outcome. My, my wants. They're nothing at all to do with what what Kate is planning or what she understands or what she wants out of this. You know, and. Frankly, I'm just happy if we can, if she can catch up with a guy that she enjoys lunch with and uh, decides that he's not what she's looking for and, and never never catches up with him again. You know, that's entirely okay. I don't have an issue with that. However, you know, being, being interested in the other side of things, you know, I, I think this whole hot wifing thing is fucking amazing and it's becoming more and more interesting to me as we go through this this uh, these interactions I really enjoy the idea that Kate might be out with another guy and potentially touching him potentially kissing him and you know uh, potentially even more if that's what strikes her at the time and, and that is her decision in terms of what she would like to achieve I obviously we've not discussed this so I would expect some clarification from her before anything else went on but ultimately what I would like to see is uh, probably some photos of, of just her having sex with another guy you know that would be really exciting to me also terrifying but exciting at the same time um, yeah that's the ultimate outcome for me and it's not an expected outcome I don't believe at all that it will get to that and I'm not pushing for that to be the case but it is still something that would be horribly exciting for me to get some messages on the way through my day saying, hey, we've decided to head off to a hotel or we've decided to do this. That that would be really cool for me. But that's, again, for me, not for what Kate is looking to do. So to sum up, I would say excited, terrified, and also pushing some boundaries here, both for myself and I think for Kate as well. We are not doing this purely because I, I wanted them to meet separately. It's more that we're running out of time before we head back to the US and I'm out of country again, as I mentioned, so uh, for, the, for at least this three days and then by the time we get back, we've really only got a weekend left before 
uh, one last week that I spend at work and then we're off to the US. So we're, we're running out of time to catch up with this guy and or these guys. And in, in this case, just wanted to make sure that we respect their their time as well and not leave this hanging through to next year which is realistically the next time that we'd be able to catch up with any of them so i'm hoping that kate has a spectacular lunch with this guy and and you know to whatever level she feels comfortable um with some agreement from me along the way to make sure that i'm still comfortable with the vision versus the outcome uh, that's basically that's basically what I'm hoping for is just for Kate to have the happiest, funnest time that she wishes to enjoy, whatever that might look like. So I guess we'll come back to you guys on how it all goes. I know Kate's going to do some recording of her pre-feelings and uh, certainly I will do some along the way as well as to how I felt throughout the day. I'm about to head off into some fairly long-winded meetings, which means I, you know, may not be easily contactable for at least the next few hours. So I'm hopeful that she has a fantastic lunch and that we have uh, hopefully found ourselves a, a lovely new guy that we can spend some time with in the future. Okay, so Daryl shared his thoughts there. You were in what? Where were you? Bangkok. Bangkok. And Bangkok. you spoke about the fact that you'd set the date up, what you kind of hoped from it, and, you know, how you went about it. What what made you set the date up, though? Like, why why did you all of a sudden set a date up? What, what was the reason? Well, mainly just because I found a, what I perceived to be a nice guy has since actually proven to be a nice guy as well, by, the, by all accounts to this point. Mm-hmm. Um unfortunately has hurt himself just recently which is not good um but yeah he seemed like a nice guy and i wasn't going to be around and frankly with your new job you're not leaving the house often enough but the you were off field though and you weren't paying for field and then obviously still not paying for field oh really no oh i figured you were so this is all this is all free yes that's not bad going it is not bad going Quite frankly, because I was getting also jack of paying for so many goddamn sites. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not paying for field anymore until they get the, the to the point where the no app glitches. actually works properly. Okay, I've decided that I won't pay for a for a system that is not working even remotely well. <laughs> okay, well, you managed to find some people. On it, it is though. getting better though. They did update just recently the chat functionality, and mm-hmm. it seems to be working a little better. But it's still not great. Mm. Are you yeah. ready? Are you ready to hear my predate? My predate, uh, yes, absolutely. you know, where I hit the record button and did the audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, all right, go here we go. Let's not take us back through that. Okay, go. Hey, guys, so I'm about to go on a date, and this particular date was arranged by Daryl. So I really haven't had any, any at all interaction with the gentleman that I'm about to go and meet. It's a lunch date, and it's at a wine bar, but... I just, I haven't spoken to him. I haven't seen photos and Daryl has arranged the whole thing. Now, this was purely based on the fact that I said to Daryl a little while ago, you know, we should definitely try to catch up with another single guy and arrange some dates. But recently I've been a bit time poor and Daryl has been out of the country and I haven't really had a lot of time to, you know, have those those conversations backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards with uh, the dates, you know, with people and it has been, I guess, one of those things where it became stressful and almost a bit of a 
an extra thing that I had to do in my day, you know, like, shit, I got to spend the mental time to respond to this person or what if I'm not responding to them and, and on top of everything else that I'm that I'm doing. And so I basically said to Daryl, you know, go ahead, uh, arrange it, like, let's make it a surprise and and I'll just go out on the date. So I'm about to jump in the shower. I just got home from the gym. I'm going to jump in the shower and I'm going to start getting ready for this date. And I just asked Daryl only in the last hour what the guy's name was. But other than that, I have absolutely no idea what this guy looks like. I know that he's French, um, but other than that, I don't really know. So I'm going to go out on a date. Daryl is in Thailand at the moment, so he's not here to go on the date with me. It's a weekday and it's lunchtime, so we'll see how the date goes. We'll see what this guy's like. Um, Daryl has picked guys for me and for us in the past, so I have no doubt in my mind that he will be a great guy and we'll just see how that connection you know, rolls, rolls through. Um, for me, I mean, it's... I'm not really nervous. Uh, you know, I probably am a little bit nervous, but only because I'm carrying a little bit more weight. So that's just more of a confidence thing than, than anything else. But I have no doubt that we will probably get along, that there'll be some laughs and there'll be a fun time at lunch. Absolutely no doubt on that. And then really it's just whether or not we decide to have this gentleman in our bedroom, you know, if there's going to be any more intimacy. One of the other things that we've been playing with as well is I am a little bit sick and tired of being the person to arrange the dates and be the person to set up the, all, everything that basically goes on, especially with with couples as well, but especially with single guys. So one of the things I'm looking for in the next um, play situation that we have, and not necessarily with more of a longer-term partner, but just we, even with a short-term partner, is I want to have somebody who's obviously coming, traveling in because Singapore is a travel hub, coming into Singapore, has a nice hotel, and I want to basically turn up, have them pick the dinner place or pick the cocktail bar or whatever and turn up, have them arrange everything, nicely dressed, hair done, makeup on point and then go back to their, you know, sexy hotel and play in their hotel. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit over the person being the, the arranger, you know. I really, I want to be treated like something that, you know, a person that's going out on a date, you know, I'm going to be treated with a little bit of that kind of that excitement. And also then I want to be, has someone just, you know, want to take me as well. And then that would include Daryl. This would be a threesome scenario, but it's just one of those things where, you know, I think sometimes it takes a bit of the sparkle out of the date. If you're the person constantly seeking out, arranging everything like the cocktail bar and the hotel or coming back to our place, like making sure that the house is clean, all of that bullshit. I just want to remove it all and just have a really sexy, fun time. So that's also something that I'm keen to do in the future. And uh, I have been actively looking at travelers coming into Singapore who have really sexy hotels, you know, and, and making sure that, hey, those hotels are, are, are nice and, like, that would be something that I think would be a sensual uh, time. But other than that, I'm going to go check out uh, – the shower and I'm going to go get ready for this date. And I'll be back later to kind of talk about the date, how it went, you know, whether I was nervous and all those sorts of things. You know, I think that this is a great example of how you can do things a little bit differently in the lifestyle. There's not necessarily one size fits all for everybody out there listening. You know, you can uh, adapt your lifestyle journey in so many different ways. And this is just another way that Daryl and I are trying something a little bit different, something new and something that could be fresh for us to try in in our lifestyle journey. So we hope that you enjoy kind of coming along on this journey with us and this ride with us and then we'll get back to you soon and uh, I hope you're all having a fantastic time. I am going to try and go get sexy but like daytime sexy <laughs> and, uh, and then we'll hopefully have a great lunch date and a great uh, wine. I'm sure there'll be, there'll be some nice yummy delicious wine involved. So anyway, guys, thank you. Bye. 
So something to point out there, <laughs> as you rightly so picked, Daryl, I was actually trying to record in our bedroom upstairs because there was some construction work happening right in front of our house and I took everything upstairs and tried to hide in our walk-in wardrobe and record in there and as I was doing so, Penny decided that she was going to break into the bedroom and then basically scratch at the door. At the door. Yep. So that's what was going on. <laughs> yes, uh, that is the, the consequences of having a dog in the house. Now, you were saying through that whole recording, basically, this is news to me, this is news to me. I mean, tell me about that. Well, I mean, this the, the whole aspect of you saying, well, you want other people to organise this sort of stuff now and you wanted me to organise things. That's all new to me. I, I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't aware that you were looking for people coming into the country um, with sexy hotels. I was aware of the fact that that, that was an overarching thing Yes, over the last period, but I didn't realise that it was something that you've actively been pursuing. Yeah, I mean, look. Which is how you've described it in the... in the. Which is true. I mean, the the couple that we slept with the last time that came through from Dubai, that I we had a hotel room, the couple from America that were from Houston that had a hotel room, and then yeah. directly after I said that to you, I'm actively looking for a sexy hotel room with a single man. And I said that to you about four months ago. And then I probably stopped looking about two, two months ago. So between two and four months ago, I have I had said to you on a number of occasions, one, I want people to arrange the dates and two, I want to have them in a sexy hotel room. You know, I'm jack of needing to clean the house and get everything prepared here and then the taxi ride back to our place. Like I just want to be, you know, treated like a sexy date. So, I mean, yeah, if you don't, if you didn't recognise that, although I've mentioned it, we've spoken about it a number of times, maybe I should have said it a little bit more explicitly. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously I've got some some part to play in that as well. I didn't recognize that that you that you put that forward, so certainly it's not what I've been looking for up until now. So I need I need to change what I'm doing as no, well. No, I want both. We want I want long-term play partners, but I want to have a nice night out. Like and I think one of the things that would be awesome and, you know, I hate using the term like princess and blah, 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 but that's, you know, I just want somebody to take me out on a nice date, arrange everything for me. So all i got to do is turn up, look pretty, and if there's a connection we can go back to their hotel room. And hotel rooms are sexy anyway. I know that we both travel for work, so. Hotel that, rooms are not sexy. They are. I think there's they no are. There's no such thing as a sexy hotel room. <laughs> I think they are. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I want somebody who's obviously in a nice hotel room ideally and to have a fun night and like crack some champagne and stuff in their room and like that would be nice just bust open the minibar basically i don't care yeah i mean you want to get drunk on the minibus i want to get drunk on the minibus yeah so there's a story to that i'm gonna leave that sit so that was a surprise to you basically everything that i said in that recording pretty much yeah absolutely okay there you go learning something new yeah okay absolutely shall we um i actually recorded a bit of audio right before i went for the date do you want to hear that and then we can talk about the date itself yep okay Okay, everybody, so I have arrived at the lunch slash wine location. Um, there's nobody here at this location. However, they do have two stores, and there's one around the corner. And as I got out of a taxi, there was a guy who was looking at me. However, he was in cargo shorts and, like, a T-shirt. So I highly doubt that he's the person that I'm meeting, Um because cargo shorts on a date, even though it's lunchtime, a bit dodgy. So I'm currently standing here in a, a bright red pencil pin-up high-waisted skirt and a olive green type colour silk 
blouse with no bra on. So I really hope that it isn't the dude that hasn't made very much effort with cargo pants. But I will be back to report on that. I'll let you guys know. Bye. Hey, Daryl, guess what? Not the dude in cargo pants. No, that's not really a surprise. Getting out of the car and having a guy stare at me in cargo pants, I'm going to say, concerned me. Because we have had one date there in the past that the dude, if you remember, turned up with some grocery shopping and he'd just moved to the country and he had like the homewares and a few different piece, bits and pieces. Do you remember that date? Yeah, I'm not sure you can blame him for that. It's a bit weird turning up on a date to a wine bar with like groceries and homeware shopping, no? Dude's trying to combine, you know, Saturday lunching with picking up shit for his new house. I don't know if we can hate on him for that. I thought it was real weird. Yeah. Anyway, so it wasn't, like, luckily, it wasn't the dude in cargo shorts. But the date, I sent you a photo of what I was wearing and, you know, dressed up. And actually, I, I did post a photo also to Twitter, um, all dressed up and ready to go out. And but you didn't get to that until hours later. So yep. not only was I on a date of my own and you were in another country, but you were also in meetings basically all day. You were presenting and so couldn't check your phone. So you didn't see the photo of me getting dressed, like getting attractive and then getting a taxi and, you know, I was texting you and I was texting you from the date. You didn't see any of that until hours later. Were, were you thinking about the date when you were presenting? Um, Where was your head at? Honestly, no. Uh, mainly because I was in front of a group of people actually literally presenting. Mm-hmm. So um, one f- – How one, dare you not think about me like 24-7, one, 365? One line of thought is the best I can do at any one time whilst making shit up basically. So, yes, PowerPoint presentation, that sort of that sort of thing is what I was involved in. And um, uh, I'm generally the type of guy who, who has PowerPoints on, on demand but – doesn't have a script that goes with them. So I generally change the script depending on the crowd that's there. So there's no way in hell that I was going to be able to think about the date as well. Probably poor planning on my behalf to actually set the timing up better. But there were some limitations there obviously because he needed to take his lunch break to catch up with you as well. And that's what I didn't know. So I had no idea about this guy at all and I had assumed that he either wasn't working on that day or was a contractor and was between like between contracts or projects or something like that. So when I recorded that um, audio before I left and I was like, yay, wine bar, and I was really excited. And then to get there and I realised it was the not the cheese place, just the normal place, and, that, um, and then when he arrived he was in business attire um, and looking sharp, which is great. I mean, at least he's not the cargo pants guy. But it did take me by surprise that we had a time restriction of like 45 minutes to catch up you know i didn't realize that he was on a I've it was be. a lunch date yeah but like for lunch in my head i was like lunch and a couple of glasses of wine and some cheese like that's what i thought like that's a, a long lunch i thought you know i, I did assume i just assumed it was going to be like two or three hours and no no it was not no it was never going to be two or three he, hours he didn't even have any wine so no because he had to go back to work <laughs> yeah so on that, a work day i know <laughs> So that took me by surprise because I was all like excited to have some wine and cheese. And Well, you wanted something that was like, uh, as I understood it, you wanted something that was kind of relaxed and guaranteed that there would be no chance of potential progression. So, Well, I had a salad and a glass of wine. That's what I put forward. I had a salad and a glass of wine. But the, the day, so he turns up and he's in business attire looking pretty sharp. He's just moved. Actually, he's been living here for ages. Sorry. Yes. I thought that he just moved here, but he hasn't. He's been living here for years and years and years. And what I found out was that... He is used to having long-term partners and the couple that... Long-term couple partners. Long-term couple partners and uh, pants-on and pants-off friendship and the couple that he was 
most recently active with had just left the country. Yep. So he was basically looking for, you know, more pants-on, pants-off friends. Yes. Um, so that, that was interesting. And uh, as I mentioned before, he's French. And, uh, you know, it's always funny going out with French people, especially here in Singapore, because the wine lists are a little bit interesting. Um, so you're always, I'm always a little bit worried, actually, that somebody's going to um, judge my choice of wine, which is funny. And But otherwise, all what we spoke about was nothing, you know, too crazy. From now on in, I'm going to judge your choice of wine. Okay. Every time we sit okay, down. Okay, good job. Nothing too crazy. I mean, it was uh, we, we spoke about, you know, his, his background, um, my background, uh, lifestyle background, you know, what he's done before, what where we've been. Um, he's French, so he's obviously been to a lot of clubs over in I'm Europe. I'm not sure whether you've recognised this yet, but Kate has mentioned seven times now that he's French. <laughs> okay, sorry. So he's been to a lot of clubs in, in Europe and been to like Cup d'Arg and stuff like that. And so he has, you know, a little bit of a different background to Is us. Is he French? And he's French. He's not a pilot though. Um, and I, I don't believe that uh, he's a vegan and I, I also don't believe that he does... CrossFit. CrossFit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the date was nice. Like I said, pretty short. Um, there was a, a grandmother and two children that sat next to us about halfway through the date, so that was, again, a little bit peculiar. Um, but I was, looking, I, was looking, I was looking pretty sexy, I thought, looking good. You were looking very nice, mm. absolutely. And then basically just wrapped the date up, and then as we left, um, he, he obviously hadn't – we hadn't spoken at all, and, you know, he and mentioned – hadn't spoken at all. You we hadn't spoken before. Whole, oh, okay. Hadn't spoken before the date, and so he said, you know, hey, can I – you know, can we all kind of chat now, all, all of us – he did mention a funny thing. He said that you apparently gave him my number. Yeah. And then shortly after said, no, 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 don't message her. Yeah, well, I gave him your number in case he was going to be late or something okay. that he could actually pick up the phone and call you and say, look, I'm re-, or, you know, it's a business day for him. So I was concerned that maybe something, you know, in business, sometimes things happens where you just can't leave. Mm-hmm. Right. So I wanted to make sure that that wasn't the case, that, that you didn't feel like somebody just didn't show up. So I gave him the option to actually be able to call you should that be the case. Yeah. I think daytime dates are perfectly fine, but I think daytime lunch break, 45-minute dates, a bit strange. I don't know whether I would like to do that exact date again. So what is your perfect lunch date? Maybe like a Sunday brunch or something or like a that's, Saturday. I mean, that's brunch, not Saturday lunch. lunch a, Saturday lunch where you can sit around and have like a bottle or two of wine, you know. But you weren't available on the weekend. I know, I'm just saying. So <laughs> help me out here. What is your perfect weekday lunch? Maybe we'll go for a 3 p.m. meeting and then he'll just, you know, cut off work for the afternoon and then so have mean, some wine. So it's not lunch, it's... You know, late afternoon thing. Yeah, okay. So, all right. We've just established that Kate would like not lunch. Mm-hmm. It would have to be either brunch or afternoon. And either way, it has to be three hours plus. I mean, I'm not being picky or anything, but... So you've got to be able to get through one bottle of wine. At least a bottle you. of wine. Yeah, that'd be nice. That can be the um, that can be the, the, the determining factor. So we're only looking for salespeople. No. Well, because anyone in operations has to go back to work. That's not true. They could be business owners. Business owners or salespeople, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, I recorded some um, audio here from after the date. Are you ready for that? Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm super happy to report that it wasn't the dude in cargo pants. So he arrived two minutes late and then was apologising profusely about being late because he was coming from work. He was lovely. He was uh, dressed well. He was really on the same page as Daryl and I. So he likes to approach the lifestyle as a pants-on, pants-off situation. So he's been in Singapore now for six years. And during that time, he's had two couples where he's had this kind of pants-on, pants-off relationship with. And he likes to 
approach it from the same way we do, which is that, you know, you can go out and have like wine tastings, you can catch up for dinner, for lunch, whatever, and sometimes you might have sex and sometimes you don't. So he's really similar to us in that regard. And we also shared the same kind of, I guess, um, perils over the fact that Singapore has a really transient population. So a month ago, the couple that he was playing with, they left and went back uh, back home. And then also the previous couple did the same thing. So we were talking about how sometimes in Singapore it can be really tough, which is it's great that he shares that same approach to the lifestyle, but it's also great that he understands kind of what having these relationships uh, can look like, you know, and we sort of spoke about how not everybody here in this country necessarily approaches the lifestyle in the same way, not that one way is better or less better than the next, but, you know, that it's a different way of approaching perhaps how people uh, are used to doing it here. And, you know, we spoke about some hotel parties and, you know, stuff like that here as well. So he seems really, really lovely. And I look forward to catching up with him and with Daryl. Now, the best thing about this is that he is an absolute um, wine and champagne aficionado. And because he's French, he obviously says champagne, so he says it properly. And he said that the next time we catch up, you know, he's going to bring some some champagne. Um, A really nice thing as well is that he actually paid for our lunch as well so we just had some salad we had some wine and and he paid for that and and of course I did offer to split the bill but he said no he'll he'll pay for it and you've probably heard me mention this on the podcast a time or two but quite often if we're inviting a single guy out as a couple Daryl and I often will pay for the bill you know we don't expect them to pay for us and we like to offer because we're kind of inviting them out this was a little bit different you know he invited us he invited me out and we went for a date together so he was you know the gentleman and paid for lunch which was really lovely and a couple of times I did reach across the table and kind of touch his arm we spoke about cup dog and stuff like this so it's really nice that he has that cultural background as well you know we spoke about the difference between clubs in perhaps France or clubs in Spain versus clubs in Australia he just got back from visiting a club in Australia last week as well and it was just really really nice easygoing conversation and I had a great time so well done Daryl who picked a great guy and I really look forward to catching up with him again and uh, yeah it was great so he was attractive and well-dressed and just a gentleman and lovely and so I'm really excited that's my uh, that's my piece for today so we'll see what happens next Woo! so that was your wrap-up of the day mm-hmm. I wonder if we know whether he's French no no he's not we don't know we don't know yeah. no it's it's a mystery to everybody involved. Yeah, yeah. So, look, I, I suppose in picking a gentleman, one would assume that he was going to pay for lunch anyway, just because that's the gentlemanly thing to do. So so it's certainly not an expectation on anyone. I, I wouldn't expect anyone to pay, but no, I would think expect, that if you're no. going to be, if you're a gentleman, a true gentleman who takes a lady, and, and look, he didn't really take, like he didn't ask you out. It's mm-hmm. I asked him out to take you out. So there's... There was no expectation that he would pay along the way. I actually figured that it, it ended up being a Dutch scenario. But anyway, that's a good that's good news. I mean, that's uh, another potential mark for the gentleman being a gentleman. Did you know that he'd been to clubs in Australia and stuff like that? I knew that he'd been to clubs all over the world. Australia hadn't come up. Oh, or had it? I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. But certainly I knew that he'd been all over the place to different, different clubs, different events. I know we'd spoken about the hotel scene here in Singapore. Oh, you had spoken about that as well. Yeah, and and the fact that he didn't really like it. He Mm -hmm. kind of felt like we do, that the ladies in the room weren't treated with the the respect that – that we would hope they were. He he said to me that he has been to a hotel party um, here in Singapore and he said, look, 
the organisers bought a suite, but that there were maybe 30 people in the room and his quote, we're not savages, uh, end quote. So I thought that was pretty funny that he was like, yeah, way too many people in such a small proximity and basically yeah. just, just a bit odd. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly we've faced that as well. But, um, yeah, I'm, I, I suppose part of my ritual is to find out what they've done, what they've, what they've been involved in before, whether they're single um, and uh, whether they're a gentleman. And, you know, I, I get guys regularly say, well, what do you mean by gentleman? Frankly speaking, if they have to ask what a gentleman is, then it's likely they're not. Yeah. Now, you said while you were listening to that that you were a little bit surprised that he had two longer-term partners here. Hadn't you spoken about those or just the one couple? Just spoken about one couple. Just spoke about the fact that he'd had a longer-term couple. That mm-hmm. didn't, it didn't, I didn't speak to him. Let's keep that in mind. I, yeah, I'd sorry. Only, yeah. I'd only converse via text. So mm-hmm. um, that's a quite a long conversation. 45 minutes you had would probably – cover everything that you spoke about yeah a thousand times over i would think yeah Mm. and then after after you finish your presentation in front of everybody and you're closing up like what did you think about the dates and then you're able to obviously have a look at my photo that i sent you and see everything else like were you excited how did you feel were you you worried were you concerned yeah i mean i had my worries which i I pointed out in my recording recording so there certainly were some concerns there but you know i generally try to do my best to make sure that there's somebody there who's going to be a gentleman yeah and also you know i set up the location as well which is somewhere that is real is uh, you know public so there's no way that anything was really going to happen yeah and then i mean look for everybody out there who's considering you know hot wifing or having a threesome or whatever especially if there's one person organizing the date i mean how how did you pick how did you know that i would be interested in this guy both um intellectually and also physically interested how did you know I didn't. you didn't and know. you never do did you just take a gamble well i mean you you do your best to figure out what you know of your partner but do you think you could pick some from somebody for me no no generally no because your idea of um beauty is not the standard line norm you know of what women think is beautiful so generally. I, I actually asked it i asked this question in a swingers forum recently like could you pick a partner could you pick somebody for your partner and most of the women said that they could definitely pick one for their um, male partner, but most most of the men said, my girlfriend and my wife's too all over the place. She likes different things all the time. Her interests seem to be quite fluid, sometimes tall guys, sometimes short guys, sometimes muscle, other things. Like what I thought that was pretty interesting that most girls said they could pick it for their male partners, but most men said they couldn't pick it for their female partners. So what do you think about that? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all because – um, women are very fluid when it comes to this. In my experience, that they they don't have a standard stereotypical man that they might be involved uh, interested in. And short, tall. I mean, even for you, beard, no beard. As much as you complain about it, you still have been with many men who have beards. Mm-hmm. So, including me now. So, oh, you kind of forced my hand there, honey. Yeah, absolutely, I did. Um, so there's many of there's there's just too many iterations for what women are interested in to be actually accurate on a day-to-day basis. It depends on the day. It depends on your mood. It depends on what you what you feel like you're missing at that time. Do you think that you could pick a female for me? Not, not with any more accuracy than I not could pick a male. Not with any accuracy. So you just think that finding um, a partner for me is basically a stab in the dark? 
Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Like hitting a piñata? No, because the piñata is a pretty big target. <laughs> it's just okay. a blindfold. So, I mean, if you would give people advice out there who were looking for, the, for to pick a partner, a third, to come into their relationship, what would your advice actually be? Get to know your partner, understand what they might be interested in, do your best to find them that over a, a period of time because, again, day-to-day that changes uh, without pissing them off, which is the tough bit. And then... Um, do your best to find it. That's that's the best you can do, right? Like you, just do, you just do your best. Do you find that there's any um, a better success rate between certain apps or anything like that uh, between finding single guys? And the reason I'm asking that is because a couple of months ago you asked me to jump on Tinder and, you know, obviously we're looking for couples and single men. And what I found is that when I come across a guy on Tinder that I think, okay, physically, yeah, this guy looks all right, you know, and then I go to chat with them that they've never had experience with couples before. And so my concerns around that are the fact that they just don't know how to act, don't know how to be, um, erection problems it's because possibly. We don't have, it's because we don't have a Tinder, we don't have a couple's Tinder profile. No, we no, you're, single. no, you're on my Tinder profile. I can't be because I'm not on Tinder. My account has been. Our photo uh, is you and me. Yes, and then it says what, non-monogamous couple is our title. Yeah, but that's not what I mean. Where You're there as a sing In terms of whether they're swiping, you're there as a single woman not as a, monogam- a non-monogamous couple, and nobody reads the titles. It's Tinder. It's a okay. pickup app. Tinder has no – so as a man, as a single man, Tinder is next to useless, mm-hmm. I would think. Okay. Um, certainly for the two months that I was on there, it, it provided absolutely no benefit, and every, every woman – um, and to women out there who are on Tinder, every woman who approached me had not read anything about my profile. Mm-hmm. Right? Actually, didn't but the lady expectation tell you- is always that the that if a man would reach out to a woman, that he will have. Is so it, I think that needs to be balanced up. Didn't the few ladies that you did connect with, um, a few of them actually got angry at you that you're in a non-monogamous relationship? I remember you told, showing me like two or three women that had basically said that it's disgusting, no? No, they weren't angry that I was in a non-monogamous re- relationship. They were angry that I was a cheating husband. Yeah, okay. They didn't yeah. really understand it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So there's a very big difference there between the two. So certainly field is a little bit more um, accurate in terms of the – uh, the the rifle shop shot you're looking for to to pick the right people. Um, Tinder's probably a little bit more of a shotgun. SDC those sorts of things. Um, look at SDC and Red Hot Pie. If you put up anything around those about being single, looking for a single male. Again, the unfortunate thing is most of the single men don't read the profile. Mm. And uh, you know, for Red Hot Pie as an example, we consistently get contacts from people in Australia who haven't read that we're in Singapore yeah, yeah. and aren't on their way here or understand that we've been living That's true. here or anything got, like that. I got one um, about two or three days ago that just said hi again. And, yeah. You know. And that's the other thing. I mean, it's, so do you think there's, there's no, yeah? So on the apps, though, do you think that when people are conversing with you, that first initial step, do you think that they're more likely to actually converse with you versus just sending an email that says hi? No, not really. I think it's just more that I've gotten used to the fact that that's the the level of the conversation that you have to deal with at the start. Oh, so you're just used to it, and you yeah. just weed those out. Yeah, you just weed it out later on with the with the further conversation that typically turns into no conversation. How many men did you start talking to before you actually successfully set this date up? Hundreds. No, I don't mean actually like, I don't mean that initial contact. I mean actually having a conversation with where you've spoken backwards and forwards a few times and then ended up going, nah, no good. Better than 50. Better than 50. I don't know. Wow. Okay. Well, it's a matter of finding people that are willing to, for starters, be involved in a in the relationship that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. 
which is a longer term relationship, which yeah. it weeds out a lot of people. Yeah, it does. A lot of the single men are looking for um, one and done. No, that's not true. Actually, in my experience, it's not one and done. They're looking for some. They're looking for fuck buddies. They turn up, they fuck, they leave. Oh, I see. I see. I see. That's what they're looking for. They're okay. not looking for anything other than that. Yeah. They don't want to have wine with you. They want to take you home and fuck, stick their cock well, in your fuck, mouth. Fuck those guys. Well, no, you won't fuck those guys because they won't make it through my list of rigorous testing. So you know that's that's the first test is is to understand what what their level of sexuality is you know i don't mind somebody who's sexual but it, your first line shouldn't be i want an anal fist your wife mm. you know that's not the the way to go so you know some conversation up front this is just for us there are i mean there's so many other couples out there that are looking for exactly what i've just described as what we don't want exactly and that's a really hard thing is to send that initial contact you know well, i mean one of my first questions as a single man would be what do you guys want what are you looking for mm. and if i'm just looking for getting laid it's actually very simple to 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 put forward a, a profile that gives the impression that you're not that person. Okay, so one of your so if you're a single guy looking, you your initial thing would be like, hey, and then you would go into you know, can you tell me a little bit about what you guys are looking for to see if we kind of connect? Kind of, yeah, thing? absolutely. And, and the response would be the response would be one or the other, or one of a million different uh, outcomes, and. You know, if sales has taught me anything is the ability to ask the right questions actually gives you the right answers. Are you doing a needs analysis on the uh, on the couple? Is that what's happening there? No, because, you know, we did that in the 1960s. We're, we're now <laughs> up well up into the 2000s. So, you know, we do things di- a little differently in sales now. That's a, it's a it's a good idea, though. I like I like that um, that way that you'd approach that. The fact that you would ask them initially, because also the other thing is it shows interest in the couple. It's not just saying, here's what I want. It's saying, yep. what do you guys want? It's How one of the first I... questions I ask for us as a couple is what are you what are you looking for? Yeah. And um, if they haven't responded or if they respond with something that doesn't fit what we're looking for, then I immediately tell them that's not what we're looking for. What, so what, what their, the their, failure, their failure is not asking me first. So if somebody said to you, hey, my name's Barry Bob Biddley Bob, and then this is what I'm interested in. I would and- say I'm not interested in you because your name is ridiculous. <laughs> and then, you know, what are you guys interested in? You would respond. Yes. Every time. Yes, unless they unless their initial thing was, hi, my name's whatever you said it was, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested in slipping my huge cock into your wife's tight pussy. What are you guys into? Whilst eating spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, so... No, I mean it just depends on how it's. If it's just a descriptor of them, and you know, they're something about them, and then a question around, "Hey, what what are you guys looking for?" Not into looking for. Mm-hmm. Very different it connotation. Is very there. different. One is one is all about sex. The other one is about everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. What are you looking for? Hundred percent return rate. And here's the other thing too that you've just explained there to get a little bit technical and weird is that's an open ended question as well, right? So. You're allowing that couple to then respond to you in in an open manner as opposed to being a a closed question where it's a yes or no answer or it's a black and white, you know, something like that. It's an open-ended, it's an open question, right? So you're more likely to then get more information out of them, I would imagine. Yes, absolutely. All right, so if you're out there and you are a single guy and you would like some information from Daryl on how he, uh, you know, looks looks for single men, what's good to put in a profile, how to reach people, you can send an email to d at com. 
and he will get back to you. And uh, But otherwise, you can catch us on swingingandnudger.com anyway and you can get the contact us button. Anything else that you want to mention on why you like hot wifing, Daryl? Uh, mainly because I really enjoy seeing you have a, have a good time sexually with somebody else and also the non-sexual aspects is a lot of fun as well. I get to potentially have somebody who I consider a friend mm-hmm. be involved with you sexually. It's... It's awesome. Yeah, um, it has been a while. I would like to have a threesome. I'd like that. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay. Actually, and I did have. I a, could organise one this weekend. You could, yeah. I had a dream the other, or a daydream, or whatever the other the other day with a threesome that involved a female, and rather than verbally talking about it to Daryl, I'm going. I've been writing it down, so I'm kind of writing some erotica because I figure that way, if I create characters, I can get more information into you know written rather than than verbal. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So I'm going to try and read that on the next podcast as well when I get my button to gear and and finish it. Okay, awesome. All right, um, thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, Happy holidays to everybody out there and we will be back in a few weeks with our next episode. So thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate the hell out of you guys. Thank you. Guess what, guys? We have been nominated for a podcasting award through ASN Lifestyle. So if you have been following us on any of the social media networks, you may have recognized that ASN Media, ASN Lifestyle Media are hosting some lifestyle awards in January of 2020. And we are lucky enough to have been nominated for the sexiest media resource alongside a bunch of other amazing resources, of course, in that particular category, alongside Jay from Average Swingers as being the biggest cock blocker of the year and alongside Casual Swinger as being the Rookie of the Year. I would absolutely appreciate and love it if you guys could head over to ASN Lifestyle Media, ASN Magazine, go and vote for whomever you want to. It doesn't necessarily have to be us. We'd appreciate that, of course, if you feel that we are deserving. But jump in there and vote for your other podcasters, other resources, the best party, the best party for millennials. You know, jump in there and, and do that. You don't have to vote for all of the categories because there are a number of photo categories in there. But if there's something that you feel particularly interested in or you're passionate about, please jump in there. I'm going to put the link to the actual poll in today's show notes. So all you got to do is scroll down on your podcast catcher or the internet right now jump onto that link, jump in there and register it. Of course, it does have to be per email, per IP address, so only one vote per person. But everybody would really appreciate it if you took a couple of minutes out of your day and did that just for the community to feel like they're appreciated. So jump on, do that. Thank you, ASN Media. Thank you to the people out there who nominated us. It is such a pleasure to be nominated. And again, we're really humbled by it. You know, we, we sit here and we talk in microphones. You never know where this information's going. And it really means a lot to both Daryl and I to be nominated. So thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. And 2020 events. They're all on our website. I'm not going to ramble about them. Jump on our website, subscribe to our newsletter, check everything out there. I spent a lot of time on that. Check out who the uh, Swinging Down Under crew is. Come and check out who the team is. I want you guys to have a look at that and report back. We have three team members. I'm not sure if you knew that to support Swinging Down on a podcast today. Otherwise, guys, happy holidays, happy 2019, happy 2020. Fuck it. Let's celebrate it now. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. Thank you for being a part of our podcast. We love and respect and appreciate you all. Okay. Bye, guys. That's me signing out. Ciao. 
You can catch us on Twitter at Swing Down Under. You can also catch us on Instagram, Swinging Down Under, or head over to our website, swingingdownunder.com. If you would like to send us an email, do it at cnd at swingingdownunder.com. You can also support the podcast through our website by clicking through on any of the affiliate links or alternatively to jumping over to patreon.com forward slash swingingdownunder and sponsoring the podcast.